the person who is trustworthy in very small matters is also trustworthy in great ones. A person who is trustworthy is a person who's been given a gift, something that is special to them, and uses that gift for greatness, for good, to build up something. So I want to share a little short story with you entitled, The Gift Beyond Imagination. The gift was simple. The gift was small. But the promise it held was larger than life. What made it so special was that it was a gift from Mary M's grandmother. Graham had wrapped it in a beautiful scrap of red silk scarf. Mary M rushed to open it, but when the gift fell out, she looked at it. It was just a seed, a tiny black seed. Why did Graham leave me a seed before she died? Mary M was eight, and her Graham had said she would be leaving soon on a trip to heaven. Graham assured her that before she left, she would leave her a special gift, a gift beyond imagination. The little girl clung to the promise of the gift as she saw her grandmother begin to fade away. The cancer had made her so thin and frail, but Graham still smiled and said Jesus would be traveling with her on her trip. Even now, two weeks after Gran had left her for her new journey, as she called it, Mary M. clung to the promise. But a seed? What had Graham been thinking? Tears of disappointment began to drip down Mary M.'s face. She had hoped for more. But what was there left to do now except to plant that tiny seed? An old clay pot was found behind the shed and filled with chilled spring dirt. She placed the seed deep into the soil as she taught, was taught from Graham. Two long months had passed, and oh, she still missed her. New tears of sadness and grief slid down her cheek, gently watering the seed's new resting place. As the days and weeks passed, Mary M. cared for the seed. She placed the pot in a sunny spot, watered it, and waited. As she waited, she remembered Graham's smile, the fun they had baking cookies together, the way Graham pushed her high into the air on the swing until squeals of delight escaped her lips. As she remembered, she didn't feel as sad anymore. Finally, about a week into the summer, the tiny plant poked its head above the soil and drank the rays of sunlight. Every day, it grew taller and stronger as Maryam cared for it. The plant quickly grew and soon blossomed into a beautiful red poppy, just like the one Graham had grown in her garden. 
Miriam loved to wake up to the little flower every morning. It was like hear, hearing Graham say, I love you, each and every day. But then one morning, the poppy began to droop and hang its head. Miriam watered it more and moved it to a sunnier spot. In spite of all her efforts, though, the little poppy shriveled and died. Mary M. couldn't bear to throw it away. She just left it there on the windowsill. Now it brought sad thoughts, thoughts of Graham's sickness and death. Many weeks later, the air began to chill and the leaves began to tumble off the tree. Winter was on its way. Miriam decided it was time to throw out the remains of the little poppy. As she did, though, tiny black specks began to fall. They were seeds. That is when Mary M. remembered what Graham had said. Winter may come, but, just, but that just means spring is on its way. With this thought, Mary Ann began to smile. She understood that Graham's spring had to come in heaven. She also realized the preciousness of Graham's gift. The real gift was a lesson about life, a lesson about Christ, wrapped in the red scarf of his love. The seed of our life continues to live even after death and leaves even more seeds behind to be planted in the hearts of others. Truly, he is the gift beyond imagination. So that gift we receive is a gift and the ability to be in relationship and to love God with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our soul. This relationship with God through Jesus Christ. This gift is a gift of awareness, allowing us to see and recognize God's work and his presence in our life, in the world, and in everything around us. But the question becomes, do we see and recognize that gift for what it is? Because just like Mary Ann, we have a tendency in times to see that little seed, that gift of relationship with God as nothing important and nothing of value. What can that little seed bring me? What can that relationship with God and God's love really do for me in my life? Because just like Mary Ann and in our own lives, when we face trial and tribulation, we look at it as if God hates me, as God is punishing me, as I'm doing something wrong in my life and therefore God is unhappy with me. Or even to put it very simply in our own daily life, we can recall as children when our, parent, our parents punished us or disciplined us. Most of the time in our minds and in our hearts, we believed and know truly that our parents hated us. That's why they're punishing us. But as we got older, as we reflected deeper on what they did, they weren't punishing us and disciplining us. They were showing us love in a very different way. They were showing us what it truly means to love 
and how sometimes love is difficult. But yet as children, we knew for sure with our whole heart that that was discipline. Our parents hated us. So this gift we have seems very minute and small. This relationship with God seems in importance, have no value in our lives. But that gift we hear today in our gospel reading is meant for us to be good stewards, prudent stewards to that gift. But the challenge and difficulty with that gift is we hold hostage that gift. We don't share that gift and become stewards of that gift. Sometimes we don't even care to nurture and grow that gift. Just like the story in Mary M, her tears begin to water, to nurture, and to help grow that little seed. So what are we doing in our lives to nurture and to grow that relationship with God? We have a tendency of always looking for the next greatest and latest health trend. Whether that's the keto diet, whether that's a low gluten diet. But how many of us are actually caring for our soul? Making sure our soul is healthy for eternal life. We then look at how we study for work, for school. But what are we doing to study and to enlighten our minds, our hearts, to understand God, to deepen that relationship and know how God is working in our daily life? We spend hours and hours studying and reading for work, but we spend zero to no time at all studying and learning about our faith and growing in our faith. Some of us are so interested in the next health fad and working to build a healthy lifestyle. So we spend hours and hours at the gym, running and doing these different physical activity to make sure that we are healthy. We're training our bodies to be healthy. But how are we training our souls to be healthy? Going to confession, receiving the sacraments consistently, and continuing to renew and rejuvenate our lives in the midst and prayers in the presence of our Lord through adoration. But instead, we hold it and keep those gifts hostage. We tell God, I will only do and offer my gift to you if I can get X, Y, and Z. I will offer my time, I will be here at Mass if that means you stay out of my life and don't tell me what I need to do with my life. I will be a good Catholic like you've called me to only if I can do what I want. If my faith life and my life outside the doors can be completely separated, I can live based off my passions, my wants, and my desires and forget about what you teach me in the church. I will only give of that gift to you when it's convenient and easy for me. I don't have time to give my time, talent, and treasure to help serve your people. But I have plenty of time to go hang out with my friends, to go to parties, to do X, Y, and Z things, but I don't have time for you. So if you just get out of my way, we will, we will be in good terms. We hold those gifts hostage. 
But yet at the end of the day, when we hold those gifts hostage, we're still looking for something and yearning for something. Because we're yearning and seeking God. We've cheated God out of what, out of the value of our gift. We just acted like those in our gospel reading today, where they would eyeball someone else's products and cheat them out of the proper value instead of weighing out that product and paying them a just wage. We hear the good steward who writes a promissory note to the owner's debtors. The, own, the owner owed that person a hundred, but they had the steward write a promissory note for 50, cheating them out of what they are justly owed. So when we hold that gift hostage, we're cheating God out of that valued relationship that he wants for each and, one, each and every one of us. We're cheating him out of the ability to love and shower us with his love. We're cheating him out of the ability to use us as his instruments to share the good news with those around us. We're cheating God out of the gift he's given and entrusted to us. So that gift we were given is an invitation and call for us to be stewards of that. So how does that really look in your daily life? For months, as I was starting my first, couple of year, my first year here, I was always talking to my spiritual director and praying. You know, I spend all this time and effort to prepare the homilies, to work on the, the homilies over the, throughout the week. But I started doubting myself and Satan began to kind of plug in my ear. These people aren't listening. The people don't care about what you say and what you preach about. So why waste your effort in doing all this work and preparing these homilies for, for the people? You can just be lazy about it. Just, you know, do the minimal work you need and just be lazy. And so as I was talking about it through with my spiritual director, I remember that Sunday, parent walked up to me and said, Father, thank you for all you do in preparing the homily because my little one is now listening to you at every mass. And as that little one is running up, she speaks about what I just spoke about at the homily, ad nauseum, understanding it. And it was like a shock to me because I was doubting my own skills. I was doubting the gift that I was given. The ability to share God's news with those around me. Because I wanted to hold that gift hostage for myself. And it was interesting too because a couple weeks later, those last couple, those weeks, I was preaching constantly about service. Of dedicating one's life and really going out and sharing the story, the good news of the gospel. And I shared a story about my experience of one of our, our retirement facilities, of how a gentleman was in his room by himself and has never had a visitor. And this lady came up to me and said, Father, thank you for sharing your story. Because I began to go out and visit these people at the retirement facilities who have no one to visit, who have no one to talk to, especially the Hispanics at the, pair, at the, the facilities. What I came to find out, and I learned from it, 
the beauty of my faith, the beauty of my language, the beauty of my culture, and the need for me to continue to learn that and dive deeper and share that with those at the facilities, and to do that in that native tongue so that people can see God's love in and through me. And that was the reassuring fact of my gifts, those little gifts that I saw that seemed pointless and in value. The hours of sweat work that I put into the homilies were not in vain. Not what Satan was telling me. But how many of us are willing and ready to do that? To use that gift of God's love in our daily life? To use that to support and foster that love in our community? And most importantly, to build a family here at St. Elizabeth and Seton that is grounded in God's love. That when people want to come into our church, we show them and share that love with them and accompany and journey them through those difficult life moments, the challenges of life. Each and every one of us sitting here today has a specific gift and a specific way of sharing God's love whether that's through food, whether that's through teaching, whether that's through accompaniment, whether that's through sharing the good news, or even just sitting with someone and sharing God's love through your presence with them, is a way of sharing God's love, is a way of nurturing and feeding that little seed that God has given each and every one of us. Because at the end of the day, when we come face to face at the judgment hour, we will be asked to give account for every gift we have been given, for every amount of love we were asked to share with those around us. So are we going to be like the steward and be untrustworthy in the little things and not be trusted for eternal life? Or are we going to attempt and try and strive every day and every moment to use and to share God's gift of love and make that the fruit of our life for eternity. Amen.